This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Veterans Day, so if you're a past, present veteran, or would you just stand up? We want to say thank you for your service. Bless you and your families. You know, uh, it takes a tremendous sacrifice to serve in the army. It does. Both by the people who are actively or were actively involved, but also their family. Amen. And I believe the law of reciprocity uh, comes to bear there too. That just as you guys have given uh, some of you years of your time and service to this country, that God's going to measure it back to you. Father, thank you for these. Lord, that because of their selflessness, their serving, Father, in this country, Lord, we have the rights and the privileges that we're enjoying this morning. We're here without threat of anybody coming in and throwing us in jail. We can worship you freely. Father, we're in a land where there's great blessing, Father. Great blessing. And Father, we just speak blessing over these, Father, who helped to make it possible. God, may it be given back to them, good measure, uh, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Bless their families, their children, all the sacrifice they've made so that we can enjoy the benefits and blessings of this nation. God, we thank you for them. We bless them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give them our hands. Thank you, guys. We love you. We appreciate you so greatly. You know, and that fits in because anybody know what we're talking about this month? My clue's up there on the screen, right? That's pretty easy there. Thank, thankful. And, you know, last week we talked about being thankful and thanksgiving is more than just a holiday. You know, for us as believers, it, it really is a state of our, our mind and our heart. It's an attitude that, that we carry with us or should carry with us all the time, isn't it? And it helps to focus us on God. And especially in today's lesson, we, we're talking about today when life hurts. You ever been hurt by life? So yeah. mean, life hurts, doesn't it? And I, I wish I could say now that you're a believer and now that you're a child of God that nothing will ever hurt you. I'm probably too late to tell you that. Well, you know, but here's the thing. Although I can't promise you that nothing will ever come into your life that hurts or that discourages or disappoints you, I am glad to say that there is something that can help you in that time. One of those things, of course, is learning to be thankful. Amen. Amen. Remember what the, the psalmist said. He said, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. <clears throat> Boy, don't you wish he said few? I don't. But he said many. And I found that part to be true. But he didn't stop there. He said, But out of them all, the Lord delivers. Do you know, here's the thing the Lord delivers us out of them all. Sometimes he delivers us through them all. But he always delivers us. Amen. And one of the things that will help us in those times of crisis is learning to be thankful. You've got your uh, Bibles there. Turn to John's Gospel. We'll read the scriptures there. John 16. <clears throat> the words of Jesus, the Supreme Court of Heaven for God's Word. Amen. 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 You ever have a question about anything? Just go back to what Jesus said. Amen. Amen. It's in the red. It's something he says. <laughs> and if he said it, that's it. That's it. Amen. Doesn't matter what, what, what your pastor said or what somebody said or whatever what a prophet said or non-prophet said. It don't matter. <laughs> it's what Jesus said. Now notice here. 16.33, I have told you these things, you know, he's alluding above about going to the Father when he goes, the Holy Spirit will come, it's in the Holy Spirit. So that in me you may have peace. What does God want us to have? Peace. You say, 
I'm in trouble. I'm going through things. This is happening. I'm in. I've got sickness in my body. My finances are, are all messed up, and my relationships are wrong. Listen, he still says, in the midst of that, you can have peace. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. Yeah. Now Jesus said that. So there's no use of skirting around it. No use of pretending it's not there. Amen. You're going to have trouble. So if you're having trouble, that doesn't mean that something's wrong with your prayer life, something's wrong with your faith, something's wrong with you as a Christian. It just means you're in this world. Jesus said, if you're here, you're going to have trouble. He said, but be of good cheer. One translation says, take heart. Same thing. Be of good cheer. I, Jesus speaking of himself, I have overcome the world. So sometimes life hurts. And this word trouble, it also means pressure. It means anguish. It can mean trouble. It can mean persecution. It can mean a lot of things. And all kind of things come at us. Pressing against us. It, it also, this word trouble also literally means to crowd around. You ever felt like you had a lot of trouble crowding around? <laughs> you know the word circumstance, you know where that, that comes from, the word to surround. So, you know, when we have circumstances, it can seem like they surround us. They may surround our health, they may surround our finances, they might, may surround our family and relationships. There can be a lot of different ways that, that have problems and trouble can crowd around us, can press in on us. You know, if you read the Apostle Paul and his ministry team and all those in the Bible, I'm telling you what, I challenge you to find one person that didn't have trouble. Find, find one person that, that, that things didn't come against them in this world. I mean, you, you, Paul was caught up into heaven. He had heavenly revelation. He had all kinds of tremendous supernatural things working in his life, but he still had trouble. Amen? Amen. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. Look at 1 Thessalonians. Turn over there. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Notice what he says here. Chapter 3, verse 1. Paul is speaking. He says, so when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. We sent Timothy, who is our brother and co-worker in God's service, in spreading the gospel of Christ to strengthen and encourage you in your faith so that no one would be unsettled by these trials. That word trial, that means testing, uh, temptations, trouble. He said, we wanted to encourage you. And he said, I sent Timothy to encourage you in your faith. So that what? So that you would not become unsettled. So a lot of Christians are unsettled because of trouble in their life. You can tell it by their countenance. You can tell it by what? The attitude that they, they carry. You can tell it by the words that come out of their mouth. They're unsettled. We're not, I'm not saying that to be critical. I'm not saying that to be critical. But I'm telling you that when tests and trials and troubles come and crowd around you, that there's something better than being becoming unsettled in your faith. There's something better than being discouraged and sad and despondent and hopeless. There's something better. Amen. Remember we said last week that the words of our mouth, there's always somebody attached to it. Yeah. If we're going to speak words of gratitude and thankfulness, I'm telling you what. God, by the Holy Spirit, is attached to those words. And when you begin to be thankful and when you begin to give thanks to God, there is a strengthening, there is an encouraging that rises up by the Spirit of God within you. But when you start talking about your troubles all the time, I didn't say it's wrong to talk about. If you talk, there could be a place for that. But I, you know what I'm talking about? You know that person you see, and every time you see it, you already know what's coming. <laughs> Every pain, every ailment, it's everything that every disappointment they've ever had in life. You know, they just they they've nursed it, rehearsed it so long that it, I mean, it just comes out before they even know it. And I, again, I'm not trying to be critical. Okay, they're precious people. They love God. They're our brothers and sisters. We're not we're not being critical. But listen, God has something better. If we will be thankful. If we don't let the attitude of gratitude operate in our life, wow, you're still going to have trouble. 
Life's difficult to hurt sometimes, but I want to tell you, it can lift you above it. Yeah. If you learn to be thankful, if you learn to have an attitude, you won't become unsettled. He said, he continued on, he said, for you know quite well that we were destined for it. Yeah. Wow. Paul says, you are destined for trouble in this life. Yeah. That's pretty strong words, isn't it? Yeah. And Jesus, you know, of course, one of the strongest uh, phrases in the English language is either shall or will. If I say I shall do it, you can't make a stronger assertion of that. Or if we say I will, that's a strong. And Jesus said you will have trouble. Paul said we are destined for trouble. I'm not saying this to bring you down. I'm saying this so that what when trouble comes, you won't be knocked off your feet and think, well, wait, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I'm a child of God. I pray. I give to God. I serve a passion church or whatever your church is. I do all these things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Paul, I mean, man, he was he was uh, fulfilling his call, wasn't he? He was going from city to city and nation to nation and taking the gospel where it had never been preached before. He was he was shipwrecked. He was beaten. He was put in jail. You got some catching up to do before you catch up to <laughs> But he said, be of good cheer. Jesus said, be of good cheer. This is the secret to going through the tough times in life. To be of good cheer. And one of the most important ways that we can do that is to be thankful. See, we need to be careful because we don't want to, I don't want to let trouble usurp God's place in my heart, in my mind, or in my mouth. And when we are given to griping and complaining and whining all the time, then we are allowing trouble and circumstance to usurp the Lordship of Jesus in our life. Can you see that? Amen. But when I'm thankful, even when life hurts, when things are not going my way, when I'm thankful, when I express gratitude and thankfulness to God. See, all of a sudden, what? Even in my circumstance, Jesus is still Lord. Yeah. He is Lord of my heart. He's Lord of my mind. He's Lord of my mouth. Yeah. I'm not going to let circumstance dictate to me. Amen? I'm not going to let the circumstances, the trouble of life, you know, determine whether or not I'm going to be thankful, whether or not I'm going to be grateful, and whether or not I'm going to be cheerful. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Being of good cheer helps me to be courageous in times of trouble. And that's when I need courage. Yeah. Man, I don't need courage when everything's going right. I'm down on the beach. and everything's good. But I'll tell you, but when you're in a fight, when it looks like there's more against you than there is for you, as far as a natural goes, I'm telling you, you need some courage, don't you? When you're facing the giant, you need some courage. When you're facing the lion or the bear, you need some courage. When circumstances and the storms of life come, you need, that's when I need courage. And when I start giving thanks to God, that's when I remember who's in my boat. I remember who's in my boat. Hallelujah. And you know what? For us, not that Jesus is asleep, but you remember the story, the, the incident when they were going across the Galilee one time and Jesus was very tired and he was asleep in the boat in the storm. Yeah, you remember that story? Amen. And since they went and woke Jesus up, some people, you know, Jesus kind of got on to them and said, where's your faith? But you know, at least they had the good sense to wake Jesus up. <laughs> when the storm of life hits us and we can be thankful and grateful, we are awakening Jesus, so to speak, in our thinking, in our consciousness, and we are remembering that He's still Lord. He's still in control. I still belong to Him. Boy, that'll get you courage. Absolutely, it'll get you courage. And so we keep it up by what? Giving thanks. Giving thanks to God. Not just at Thanksgiving, but all year long. Has God been good to you? Yeah. Just think about it. I know you. Man, if I said anybody got trouble, every hand in here would go. And if it didn't, we'd give an altar call for you. Didn't. <laughs> but here's the thing, you know. What has God done for you? I'm telling you, if you know Jesus as Savior Lord, I'm telling you what, everything's good. I mean, heaven's my home. Yeah. I'm just passing through down here. 
I don't give a hoot and a holler about all this stuff. I'm, I'm on my way somewhere great, somewhere more important, somewhere everlasting. I mean, if I ain't got anything, if you ain't got anything else to be grateful for, I'd be grateful for that. Yeah. Then, you know, Paul said, our light affliction is but for a moment. Yeah. Wow. Paul called being beat, shipwrecked, and put in jail illegally. He said, a light affliction. Well, if that's light, ours must be really light. <laughs> Here's what I found out. When I start whining and complaining, Everything gets tougher, yeah. looks more difficult, the burden feels heavier. Yeah. You ever notice that? The more you talk about it, you're... yeah, does it? Just that way. But the more I am thankful, the more I am grateful, the more I focus on God, and His goodness, and His promises, and His power, and His love. I mean, whoo, courage rises up. I get cheerful, yeah. even in the midst of my troubles. Can you say amen? amen? Look at 2 Corinthians. Let's look over here what Paul said. 2 Corinthians 2. This is what God's doing. See, our circumstances, God didn't orchestrate all the circumstances in your life, but it's an opportunity. Yeah, I said an opportunity. It's an opportunity. For what? For, to give God glory. Not only for, because God, we are confident that God is going to deliver us out of it or through it, but we can give glory to God in the midst of it. Yeah. Look what he says here. 2 Corinthians 2.14. He said, he said, but thanks be to God yeah. who always, say always, always, that's most of the time, yeah. always, always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession. And he uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of God of Him everywhere. When you're going through a tough time, listen, you can't hide that. People at your workplace, they're going to know it. People that are close friends to you, they're going to know it. Sometimes your neighbors are going to know it. Not because you're going around blabbing it, but I mean, it, it just gets out if you're living, if you're moving around people and with people. And they're going to know when you're going through a tough time. They're going to know when trouble has come your way. And here's the thing. He said that we should be in the train of Christ Jesus. That even in the midst of when he was suffering, hanging on the cross at Calvary, it says that he for the joy set before him. Well, it wasn't joyful being on that cross. Nothing joyful about being crucified, is it? Nothing joyful about uh, being beaten with a, a cat and nine, uh, a whip. Those tails would just rip off the flesh. But for the joy set before him, for the deliverance set before him, for the glory of God set before him. Listen, you're going through time is a time for you to show the triumph of Christ in your life. Man, somebody said, how can you, how can you be thankful? How can you be so cheerful? I know this is going on, and I know that's going on, and I know you're having this trouble and that trouble. You see, that's your opportunity. You can you can share with them that the reason I can be cheerful is because Jesus has overcome. Yeah. Hallelujah. And I'm just a part of that triumphal chain, uh, train uh, in Christ Jesus. You know, in Roman days, when a general, a Roman general, had a great victory, they would throw him a tremendous celebratory parade. And one of the things that they did was that, that they had a special chariot with a, with a white horse, and I mean, it, everything was all gilded and set out, and that general would ride triumphal in that uh, chariot. And, and all coming behind him would be those he had ca captured, the, the leading people of the army. Well, we've been captured and captivated by Jesus. He is our general. And he is leading us in a triumphal procession. Yeah. And we need to be declaring that by our gratitude. Thank you, Lord. You have forgiven me. You have made me a new creature. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. I'm a child of God. Heaven is my home. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. This too shall pass. Amen. 
of my favorite phrases in the Bible says, and it came to pass. <laughs> all of your troubles, listen, all the troubles that you're in now, all the troubles that may be yet to come, you know what, here's what I found out, they come to pass. Yeah. If your trust is in God, and here's the thing, they will not seem so heavy, and they will not seem so long, if you learn to be thankful in the vision. Amen. Now, let's turn over, if you will, the first Thessalonians 5. We're talking about being thankful even when life hurts. Even when it hurts. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's back up to verse 16. We'll read down to 18. Rejoice always. Rejoice when things are going well. Rejoice when tested trials are coming. Rejoice when trouble is on the horizon. When trouble is uh, in, your, in your house. He said rejoice. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks, thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What is God's will? You want to know God's will? How I many you want to know God's will? Amen. Amen. You want to be God's perfect will? Here it is. Number one, rejoice always. Number two, pray continually. And number three, give thanks in all circumstances. He said, this is God. If you do those three things, you'll love you're in the will of God. Well, that's where everything works. Clear all the time. That's when everything God's plan and purpose for you comes to pass is when we're in the will of God. Amen. Amen. And notice what he said here. I want to draw your attention to the third thing there. Give thanks in all circumstances. Now I want to emphasize this. We're giving thanks in all in all things, but not for all things. Amen. We're not saying be thankful because you were diagnosed with cancer. But in the midst of that diagnosis, I can be thankful. I can be thankful because I know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I know that Jesus Christ is the healer. He went about doing good and healing all those oppressed of the devil. Amen. 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 I can remember what he said. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, forget not all his benefits. Amen. Who forgiveth all your iniquities and healeth all your diseases. Amen. Well, Jesus said, stop. How many of you believe Jesus is still forgiving people? Amen. All their iniquities. Well, the rest of that says, and healing all your diseases. Amen. If he's not healing, then he's not forgiving. He's, he's not a half, he's not a half-baked Jesus. Is. So we give thanks, he said, give thanks in all things, not for all things. We're not thanking, giving thanks to God for the calamity, but in the midst of the calamity, I will give thanks to God. Why? Because he is the one who will bring me out, will bring me through, he will deliver me, I will give him glory in the midst of it, and I will give testimony of his delivering power after it. Isn't that right? Absolutely. In Hebrews, it talks about a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Yes. A sacrifice of thanksgiving. Turn over to Hebrews, if you would. 13. How are you doing out there? Amen. Good answer. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 13. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Some says a sacrifice of praise, thanksgiving. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Amen. He says sometimes it's a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Boy, like I said, you know, we ought to be thankful when everything's going our way. But when everything's going my way, it's easy to be thankful, isn't it? I mean, even the cat's doing what you want. Man, it's time to be thankful. <laughs> I mean, you know, all your ducks are in a row. Now, we're cracking out our order. Oh, everything's great. Your bank account's looking good. The bills are all paid. Feeling good in your body. You know, the kids are doing. I mean, it's, and we should be. And it's easy. But he said there are times when we need to offer up a sacrifice. I'm telling you, when you got pain in your body, you don't feel like giving thanks to God. Not for it, but in it. 
I'm telling you what, when the bill collectors are calling you and harassing you, you're getting all this mail and you're on, uh, Some of y'all never been. <laughs> I want to tell you, you can give a sacrifice and thanks to God. God, I thank you. I, even in the midst of this, I still declare and believe that you're the God who meets all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Absolutely. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or see out begging for Hallelujah. See, sometimes it has to be a sacrifice of thanksgiving. And see, just like Jesus, for the joy set before us, we can give a sacrifice of thanksgiving. What's the joy set before us? We know my God shall deliver. He has delivered, He does deliver, and He shall deliver. Hallelujah. Just like David, when he faced Goliath, he said, I want to tell you something. The reason I can be confident facing this giant is because when I faced the, the bear, I faced the lion, God delivered me out of the den, and he will also deliver you in the body. See, but it's a sacrifice at the time because you don't feel like it, it don't look like it. The last thing you feel like doing is giving thanks. You want to, you'd rather just have throw yourself a good old party. You know, one of the parties, pity party. You won't feel sorry for yourself. That's the human thing to do. But see, what we're talking about is something super above human, above human thing. We begin to give thanks to God. Only give thanks to God because I believe in the blood of Jesus. I believe that where sin abounded, grace does much more. I believe that greater is he than sin than all the demonic forces that have come against you. So therefore, I'm going to give thanks to God. I'm going to give thanks to God. Paul and Silas, you know the story, in the midst of their prison, they gave thanks to God. I'll tell you what, you learn to do that. It won't be long before you're going to be out of that. Psalm 107. Let's turn over there. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving is a life purpose. That's what we're talking about. Be thankful. Let me see. Psalm 107, verse 22. He said, Let them sacrifice thank offerings. And tell of his works with songs of joy. <clears throat> See, that's what we were doing this morning when we were worshiping Jesus. Man, that's listen, when you come into this place, the only thing that matters is you focusing your attention on Jesus. It's not about the temperature of the room or how comfortable it is. It's all about Jesus. It's about coming in here and worshiping him. Even when everything seems to be going wrong. Thanksgiving, a sacrifice of Thanksgiving. And all of a sudden, joy will begin to bubble up. Man, you can have joy. I'm telling you, some of the richest times of joy in my life are when I've been facing the most difficult circumstances. When I remember to give thanks. When I remember who God was. When I remember how good God is. When I reflected on all that he has done for me. The times where he's brought me out before. And I just begin to give thanks to him. I begin to worship him for who he is. For what Jesus has done. And I'm telling you what. I get joy. I get courageous. I get confidence. Turn over to Philippians. Did you know Thanksgiving is a powerful ally with our prayers? See, some of you are going to need to do this next thing I talk about. If you do this, see, you pray. If you, if you stop praying and start doing this, woo-wee, talk about something good. Something good would happen. Philippians, chapter 4. Verse 6, notice what Paul says here. Do not be anxious. We can say worried, fearful. Do not have anxiety about anything. About anything. About the doctor's report. About the financial report. About what's going on in Congress. What's going on in the White House. What's going on in your house. <laughs> he said, don't be anxious about anything. 
People ask me all the time, well, what do you think about what's going on here? What's going on there? I said, well, I, I, I don't know about what all is going on, but I can tell you one thing, I'm not worried about it. I said, I'm not worried about it. But God said, don't be worried about it. Well, I still think he's the smartest person in the room. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition. See, a lot of people got this part down. You, you prayed. You made your petition. You made your request. You, you told God about the problem. You asked God to provide for you and to bring, give you wisdom or, or solution, whatever it may be. But here's the thing you're missing. By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, yes. with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Don't just come with your need. He said, bring something else with you. Along with your prayers, along with your petitions for your needs, he said, bring in your prayer time some thanksgiving. Yeah. You might have got kids in here, grandkids. Isn't it wonderful when every time you see them, they got their hand out? That that's all they really, that's all the time they really want to see you is because they need something from you. Isn't that a joyful time? Don't you just love it? Well, I know as parents and grandparents, you know, we, we love them and we want to help them. I'm not saying that. But if that's all, the only reason they ever want to be around you, pretty soon, you're not, even though you love them and all, you don't enjoy their company. Admit it. <laughs> Young people, take it. But you know, if they come with gratitude, if they come with thankfulness, if they come, you know, not like it's old them, but they come uh, with gratitude for all that you have done, all that you're willing to do, and they, they bring that along with it. I mean, man, all that does is make you want to reach a little bit deeper. And God's that and he said, he said, prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Now, another way this will help you is that after you've done this, you know, instead of continuing to pray, 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 just be thankful to God. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible says, if we ask anything according to His will, just find the promise you got to God. We ask anything according to His will, we know that He hears us. And if he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked him. Isn't that right? Well, here's the thing. So you don't need to ask him again. Just start thanking God. Thank you. Thank you that you heard my prayer. Thank you that that needs me. Thank you that my body is recovered. Healing, streaming more speed. Thank you that peace is garrisoned around my mind. I thank you I've not been given a spirit of fear. I thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all unrighteousness. There is no condemnation because I'm in Christ. I want to thank you, Lord. I want to thank you. I want to give you thanks, Lord. See, that will protect your prayers. That will protect your faith. Well, I'll tell you what, the devil won't stay right long around somebody who is thankful. I say, old country guy said you never seen a fly alive on a hot stove, have you? <laughs> and something about when we're thankful and have an attitude of gratitude, I'm telling you what, there's some heat going up. Them fly, they're going to land too, too quickly. That fly of discouragement, that fly of disappointment. He ain't going to land too quick on a hot stove. He's going to look for one in cold. Brother Luke Warren. None of you. In Jesus' name. So it helps to keep our prayers active. My faith stays strong and alive when I give thanks to God. Not, you know, because here's the thing. I, I've done it both ways. You can, you can, you know, you can defeat yourself by praying and praying and praying and keep praying and praying and praying and keep praying and praying. Keep asking God and you get, you get the point where you start, you know, you start to doubt. You start to, you know, well, I got here. But when you're, you pray, you give it to God, and then you are thankful. I'm telling you what, your faith just rises up strong. Amen? Try it. You might like it. Amen? You're right there. Turn to Colossians real quickly. Chapter 4. 
Verse 2, Paul's writing to the church there in Colossae. He says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. He said, devote yourselves to prayer, but he said, as you do it, he said, be watchful. In other words, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Be watchful. You know, you know, as you keep an eye out on the landscape of your garden. Amen. Amen. See, sometimes, you know, some Christians, they're so busy with other people's garden, they don't even realize that theirs is overgrown. But see, he said, be watchful over your life, over your, your situation, over your household. He said, be watchful. He said, but also thankful. And thankful. Listen, add thankfulness to your prayer. What a difference you'll see. What a difference it will make. I mean, you know, uh, I remember years ago, well, I really don't date myself now. I just said I was 18. Surely you didn't believe that. I remember years ago when I was in college and I had this uh, old Fleming bag. It, it, it was a, it, it was a, well, the engine was what they call a slant six. Three on the tree. And man, that thing was so old by the time I got it that all the linkage was just so loose. It, sometimes when you're changing gears, it would just get hung up. Man, I got it down. I could, it could get hung up. I could roll to a stop at a stop sign or at a red light, and before the light could change, I could pop the hood, get out, and release the linkage, link, make it for it to get in, and get it in the right gear. And man, it burned the oil so bad. Boy, it didn't bite you. I didn't have Man, I had two nickels to rub together. I was in college, you know, working my way through. And so they used to have this stuff called STP oil treatment. It was an additive. And you know, it, it, what it was, it would, it would help come up around, you know, those gaskets and everything. It got all loose and everything, and it would kind of fill in. And so it didn't stop it from burning oil, but it didn't burn it as quick. <laughs> you know, and thankfulness is like that. It's like an attitude to our faith and, and to our love. It, Gratitude is like that attitude, and all of a sudden, man, I'm telling you, it makes my engine run smoother. When I'm grateful and I'm thankful to God, it makes my prayers uh, stay uh, active and focused. All of these things that it does. We need to learn to be thankful, even when life hurts. And then finally, Colossians 2, you're right there. We need to learn to overflow with thanksgiving. I'm going to tell you what. I, I believe this with all my heart. If you are not thankful, you are neither are you a worship. How can you? If you're not thankful, how can you worship? All you can do is tell God you're mad at Or you're just mad. Because life hasn't treated you right. I mean, all you've got is lemons and lemonade. Well, if you'd be thankful, you could add some sweeteners to it. Yeah. Make some lemonade. Might be good. Wow. <laughs> but here's the thing. See, if you're not thankful, you you won't be a worshiper. Yeah. Forget that. Because yeah. you, you, you're not thankful. And what, what's worship all about is, is us remembering who He is. Yeah. The Lord is good. His yeah. mercy endures. God ain't been good to me. You're a sour grace. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you could be in hell. Yeah. It'd be a whole lot worse there. If you think this is bad, where'd you get there? Yeah. It could be it could be worse. You need to learn to be thankful. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Colossians 2, verse 7. Well, we're back up to 6. So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. Rooted and built up in Him. Strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Notice what He puts here. Look at what's in here. The Lord Jesus Christ rooted and built up in Him 
Strengthen in faith. And he adds to this, overflowing with thankfulness. Well, that's a good company. I said, that's a good company for thankfulness to be in. I mean, that's giving it some preeminence there, isn't it? He's talking about our salvation and redemption in Christ Jesus. He's talking about us remaining rooted and steadfast and built up in that faith that is in Him. And along with that, He's saying, and overflow with thankfulness. Listen, are you overflowing? What did the psalmist say over there? Psalm 23. He said, my cup. What is it going to help with? Griping and complaining? Whining and moaning? Or is it over? Is it running over with gratitude, with thankfulness, with thanksgiving? Are you doing it even in your circumstances? I tell you what, it takes some maturity to do that. Amen. You know? We've got a, is he nine months old or is he ten months old? You know, all he knows is when things ain't the way he wants them. <laughs> all these parents and grandparents know what I'm talking about. But you know what? When he does that, we don't get all mad and say, well, that's it, I'm taking you back to the hospital. <laughs> they ain't going to take you back anyways. But you don't do that. No, you know, we don't, you know, you know, we understand he's a baby. That's what babies do. They do that and then they do some other stuff on the other end. <laughs> you think it's unpleasant on this end, is <laughs> But that's what babies do, is that right? But God wants us to grow up out of babyhood. And I understand that they're Christians that, you know, they're newborn Christians, they haven't been taught. We, you know, we're not aimed at, you know, trying to pretend like we're better than them or anything like that. But what we're saying is we want to learn to grow up. And one way of learning to grow up and become mature is to become a person of gratitude. Let the thankfulness begin to overflow out of up from your heart and out of your mind. Let me give you some action points here. Close. This person will be real easy to answer. Where is life hurting right now? That's self-explanatory. It's that thing that you know is always there. You know what I mean? You go to bed, it's there. You get up, it's there. Anybody ever been there? Then, if you haven't already, take it to God in prayer. What did God say about your situation? Before you pray, find out what God said. Otherwise, you're just throwing stuff up against the wall, hoping something will stick. And Jesus said, He said, that's the way the pagans pray. He said, He said, they pray a whole lot of prayers, you know, hoping that they're going to be heard for all number of prayers that they said. I'll tell you what, there's some, you know, praying pagan Christians. Because they're praying like a pagan, even though they're a Christian. Find what God's Word says about your situation. God's Word, there's something in here about everything that pertains to life and doctrine. That's what the Apostle Peter said. So find out what it is. Well, Pastor, I was hoping you'd tell me. You need to find out on your own. Download a Bible app on your computer. It's got a search engine built into it. And you can go in there and just plug in any keyword about the problem in your life and it's going to pull up every scripture in the Bible about it. Come on. Surely you're not that lazy. Or if you don't, you, don't, you say, well, I, I don't use computers. Then buy yourself a strong concordance. It's a big old thick heavy thing, but I mean it's got every word in it. Every A, every B, every of. <laughs> Everyone. So look at it. But don't make the excuse, you know, I don't have time. It's like, you know, all of a sudden you've got a terrible pain in your body and somebody says, well, why don't you go to the doctor? Well, I just don't have time. Well, honey, you need to make time. 
the God who delivers, the God who hears, the God who provides, we are thankful. And we're going to be a thankful people. We're going to be thankful all this week and the next week and the next month and the next month and the next year. We're going to be thankful unto you and bless your name. We're even going to offer up sacrifice of thanksgiving. Father, even when life hurts, we're going to be thankful and grateful. And we are confident that you who have has delivered, you shall deliver. You shall deliver. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And just before Pastor Walt comes, I want to pray over our names up here, these are names that we're believing for, family members, loved ones, uh, neighbors, co-workers, different ones. And so if you would, just as a, uh, an act of your faith, would you stretch your hand up here as well? Father, right now, Lord, before we leave this place, Lord, we've, we've eaten the fat, drink the sweet. But Father, we want to send portions of these and not God, we pray for them, our family members. Lord, you see them right now. You see them in their hurting, in their pain. You see them in their need. You see them in their darkness. But God, I thank you. We speak light into their life. We speak salvation into their life. We stand in the gap for them, oh God. We declare in Jesus' name that the power of darkness is broken. The power of sin is broken over their lives. We call them in to the kingdom of God. We declare the light of Jesus Christ and the love of Jesus is shining into them and delivering them and bringing salvation to their lives. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. And say amen. Pastor Walt's coming. Yes, Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.